Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning, happy Monday, and welcome to this next iced coffee date. I actually started this a second ago and said nice iced coffee date, and then restarted it, and then I told you that I said that in the previous one, so I don't know. Anyways, um, glad to be back. I kind of took a little break last week um, just because I had done so many of these, um, so much launching. Anytime I launch a product or group or something like that, it's just a lot of work. So last week, just took it easy. And then Quinn ended up getting quote unquote sick. Um, I'm all about the COVID measures. I support them. Um, We're lucky that we live in a town that has access to the rapid testing and all that. Um, So Quinn was basically out of school for two days because we were waiting on COVID results, although he had no symptoms. It was totally fine. Um, But yeah, two days out of school. So, you know, having a kid at home, like no work's getting done or very, very minimal work is getting done. So it was just kind of a weird week last week. But all that to say, back at it this week, I actually think I'm going to try to get back on the once a week or twice a week schedule of doing these coffee dates, which turn into podcasts. um, And wherever you decide to listen is great. So I just wanted to say, I'm back and hello and back to regular scheduled programming. So today I'm going to talk about how to love your hormones. I messed it up again. Oh my gosh. I always mess up the title. need to like practice before I come on here. So today's topic is going to be how to love your hormones. Um, And it's going to be kind of like the cliff notes version because there's so much information out there. I do sometimes think it's a little bit overwhelming because it's like, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this. And like, we don't even know where to look. You know what I mean? It's like the shiny object syndrome. So I wanted to just give you some like how to, what to focus on. So once you listen through this, um, you can be like, okay, I'm gonna focus on these two or three things to really help balance my hormones and help me feel better. So like I said, gonna gonna, kind of be like Cliff Notes version, but these are the, six things that I think are most important when it comes to balancing your hormones. So number one um, is keeping your blood sugar balanced. And this is a major issue for a lot of women. Um, There's some stats out there that say, you know, 80% of people have some sort of metabolic issue as far as blood sugar and glucose regulation and all that. I have personally gone through blood sugar issues and I can tell you it's miserable because you are constantly hungry. You never feel like you are fully satisfied. You are always thinking about food. Um, Your energy levels are peaking and crashing. And I feel like I was tired and crashing more than I was peaking. Um, I would feel better after eating, but then, you know, after a workout or mid-afternoon or waking up in the middle of the night, um, it was just miserable. And now that my blood sugar is a lot more balanced, I just feel like I have a lot more control over what I'm eating. I'm not constantly thinking about my next meal. I was 100% that woman who would have breakfast in the morning, finish breakfast and be like, okay, what am I eating for lunch? Um, And now I just kind of live my life. I still love food. Um, Food is a big part of my life, but it's not something that I'm constantly thinking about. Um, And I'd also get like worried if I like didn't have food near me because I knew I would get to that hangry point, low energy, that like don't talk to me feeling, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, And I'd almost get like panicked if I didn't have food around or I didn't know when my next meal was coming. Um, And now it's kind of whatever. Like I can 
can go, you know, many hours without eating. I mean, it's not like that I'm not <laughs> purposely eating. I eat plenty of calories, um, but it's just not such a stressor for me. So having your blood sugar balanced is really, really important. It goes hand in hand with your cortisol levels, which goes hand in hand with your stress levels. So as far as what to do, um, with one-on-one -on -one clients, I typically tell them to have at least 20 grams of protein with every single meal and snack. Yes meal and snack because your snack should not just be straight up carbs um, you know like you really want something that's going to satisfy you so really trying to prioritize that protein um, and I would actually say protein carbs and fat with all your meals I think that's the most satisfying um, composition of food but of course it depends on you your energy needs how you do with carbs how you do with fat I mean those are definitely the ones that are interchangeable because they really are energy sources but that protein is something that really should stay constant so having you know 20 to 30 grams of protein at every single meal throughout the day um, it's really important for just keeping your blood sugars level and I mean even that alone um, can make such a big difference in how you feel how your energy levels are um, your cravings things like that of course, if you're not managing stress, it's gonna be that much harder, but you know, that one nutritional switch can be really, really helpful. So number one is maintaining and balancing that blood sugar. So again, it's a priority, and I know it kind of goes back to um, making sure you're planning ahead, preparing, so at a minimum, you know, getting that 20 or 30 grams of protein every single meal. Um, number two is getting daily sunlight in the morning. And I know this sounds a little woo and out there, um, but the more I learn about sunlight and cholesterol and vitamin D and hormones, um, it is very, very important. So what I tell my one-on-one -on -one clients is um, to get you know, 15 to 20 minutes of sunlight within, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of waking up. So it could be drinking your coffee outside on your back deck or taking the dog for a walk, but really even getting like the sunlight on like your retina um, can help as far as producing melatonin, regulating the circadian rhythm, things like that. So it really helps as far as just your overall body rhythm, um, which goes hand in hand with the cortisol, the blood sugar, and things like that. Um, and you also need cholesterol to create hormones. And hormones, um, obviously, if you have low hormones, you're not gonna feel good, but that cholesterol plus the sunlight makes vitamin D. Um, and this is kind of like a joke in our family just because I got so excited about learning about vitamin D. And vitamin D actually acts more like a hormone than it does a vitamin. Um, Mal would be peeing his pants right now if you heard me talking about this just because I got so excited about it. Um, but all this to say, you need the sunlight to create that vitamin D. And we all know vitamin D is good for immune health, it's good for gut health. Um, good for your hormones, um, so it's very, very important. So um, the action item is just getting up, you know, getting your coffee, going outside, getting some sunlight, walking the dog, whatever it is, but it's very, very important. Um, a lot of us are inside a lot, working behind computers, a lot of blue light. Um, blue light kills melatonin, um, so if you're having any sort of sleep issues, this could be really important for you um, as far as just getting that morning sunlight. And if you can't do it, you know, within 30 to 45 minutes of waking up, do it as soon as you can in the morning. Like for me, I'm doing a lot of stuff in the morning, getting Quinn ready, getting me ready in the morning. So I don't really get outside for probably like an hour and a half after I wake up, um, sometimes more, but still getting that sunlight in is so, so important. 
Uh, number three um, is being kind to your gut and liver. Um, and there's a lot you can do here as far, as far as being kind to these organs because the gut and the liver are very much involved in any sort of like hormonal detox and any sort of like toxin detox in general. Um, but especially, you know, estrogen goes through the liver, it goes through the gut and then it's removed, um, you know, when you have a bowel, bowel movement. So if you are not being nice to your liver, not being nice to your gut, um, all these hormones are going to recycle back through your system so basically your body is producing hormones every single day you want to use them and then you want to get them out because if they're being recycled back through your system that's when you get all the PMS symptoms that's when you get you know the acne the sore breasts the mood swings like all the stuff that we don't want happening um, so that's why you need to be kind to these organs um, and I think like the biggest culprits are or that I see with women is you know overconsumption of caffeine, that daily glass of wine, things like that, like those things need to be processed by the liver um, as well, in addition to your hormones. And it's not to say that they're lining up like, <laughs> you know, like hormones, you know, caffeine, alcohol, but they all need to be processed by the liver. So um, if you're having these things on the regular, they're kind of competing with those hormones. Um, and those hormones don't have the best chance as far as being detoxed out of your system. Um, so that's why I'm always talking about caffeine. And I actually shared this on my stories yesterday that got a little, little overzealous with the caffeine. You know, I found a new cold brew that I really like at a local coffee shop. I just had way more caffeine um, than I normally do. And I definitely felt the effect. I mean, like I had like a breakout. I had like a pimple here on my lip. I like, I don't break out anymore, which is amazing. Knock on wood. <laughs> I had sore breasts um, and I did have PMS symptoms. I had like some crazy mood swings right before my period. And I do, I blame it on the caffeine. It was just way too much caffeine. Um, and yeah, it goes back to lifestyle and how you're living. So, I mean, for me, it's the caffeine. I just think my body's really, really sensitive to it. I'm definitely that person that like feels it when I have, you know, a cold brew or something like that. And it keeps me up at night, things like that. Um, but it's just really important as far as just taking care of the liver. And then uh, as far as the gut, um, the thing that the gut likes um, is definitely fiber. Um, soluble fiber is a big one. So soluble, I mean, any fiber is good, but soluble fiber is especially good because it kind of binds to the hormones and toxins and things like that and draws them out. So good sources are beans. So the bean protocol, great for hormones. Definitely check that out. I had great success with it. Um, beans, lentils, oats, anything like that um, that will absorb water essentially um, and pull things out, draw things out in the system. Um, additionally, cruciferous veggies have something called DIM in it, which can help um, regulate the estrogen and again, bring it out. Um, so for my one-on-one -on -one clients, when I see that high estrogen, the low progesterone is kind of classic estrogen dominance, um, I have them eat cruciferous veggies with all of their meals. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, they're having broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, um, cabbage, any of those vegetables, but really prioritizing those. So getting a lot of the cruciferous veggies, a lot of those soluble fibers, um, and all of that stuff is really good as far as, you know, keeping you regular, keeping things, you know, moving, um, because that's the thing. If you are constipated, again, all those hormones are in your system, they're recirculating, they're not getting out. Um, so making sure you're being really regular, um, but also also, all of those good fibers feed the good bacteria in your gut. So it could be um, good for a lot of things as far as your health goes. Um, and then finally, making sure you are avoiding you know, processed sugars, processed food, those fake sugar alcohols, those are not good for your gut. Um, so a lot of those like protein powders, protein bars, all that stuff that's like infused with protein, like just no. 
<laughs> just eat some ground beef or some chicken or some fish or you know just like a good source of protein instead of those like fake proteins all that stuff is just not good on your gut um, and it doesn't have like the right types of fiber in them it could actually make gut things worse <laughs> Um, number four is managing stress easier said than done um, but really like this is important for maintaining those healthy cortisol levels um, because what happens if your stress levels your cortisol cortisol levels increase your blood sugar is going to increase so they kind of go hand in hand and then if you are super duper stressed you are gonna feel those crazy cravings you are going to be craving carbs and sugar um, alcohol things like that so really trying to manage stress and I know it's easier said than done I mean Lord knows of the poster child for not managing stress well but the things that have helped me in recent times I mean if you compare myself five years ago to today very different person I'm not nearly as stressed but I think the things that have really been important for me um, is setting boundaries and sticking to them <laughs> the sticking to them is really hard so I know a lot of us work from home so really setting like work hours and sticking to them so I will literally put my phone upstairs in my bedroom um, when we're hanging out at night we're usually downstairs um, just to disconnect because like I will reach for my phone I will listen to messages from clients um, but really trying to stick to those boundaries um, other things um, that have really helped is saying no. I used to be that person that would say yes to every opportunity, everything ever. Um, and just because I'm kind of like that people pleaser person and I don't want to like disappoint people or let people down. Um, but in recent times, I've really started to say no. Like really just asking myself like this, is this really going to help me? Is this really beneficial for both of us? Like, do I have to do this right now? That's like another thing too. Um, like I got asked to write another book over the summer and it was um, a macro meal prep book. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. I'm going to love this. Um, but yeah, just like the timing of it, um, just with our summer and travel and everything, the deadline, um, I said, no, it was such a bummer. Like I didn't want to say no, but I just knew myself. I'm like, this is going to stress me out. It's going to like ruin our summer and I can't do it. So hopefully somebody will come around with another book, but, um, that was something I really like needed to say no to. And like, once I did say no, I felt pretty good about it. Um, also I think that has really helped, um, is just five minutes of meditation and I know meditation is very woo and like some people are like I don't have time for that um, and that's the thing if you don't have time for it you really need to prioritize it um, and I'm somebody that really can't sit still for that long but these guided meditations I've mentioned them a few times on Instagram stories they're free like go to just your favorite podcast app and just google free meditations and they're guided in the sense that they're talking to you you're like focusing on certain things you're focusing on colors and feelings and things like that um, but those are really good for me because just sitting there in complete silence like I just can't do it I lose I lose it after like five minutes but those guided ones I've done up to 20 minutes which is like really good for me just to be still and focus um, but they really do help so I told this story to um, one of my clients the other day that <laughs> I was like super stressed out there were like all these kids here at our house I had kind of like a crappy day at work just things breaking technology wise and then there are all these kids running around and I was just super stressed I was just having one of those days and felt like I had no patience and everything um Mal gets home and I was like I just need to like go away for like five minutes can I just like go be silent actually it was 10 minutes um and I went to meditate and it was really hot <laughs> outside and I remember sitting there in our bedroom and I'm like sweating doing this meditation and I'm like this is what I need I had a crappy day I was just like super stressed and like amped up sitting there sweating like my eyes closed listening to this meditation and I'm like why am I doing this this is so stupid this is going to do nothing and I think I made it like six minutes into it and all of a sudden I felt relaxed 
and I stopped sweating. Um, but it just made such a difference. And I did finish. I made it to the 10 minutes and I got up and I was like, wow, like I am so much calmer. I can deal with like a million kids running around the house. I could deal with like all the things like making dinner or whatever was next on the agenda for the day. Um, but it really did help. So just wanted to tell you guys, if you are a skeptic about meditation, you're not somebody that's like really into it or can't sit still, it does help. Just give it a chance. <laughs> so just my little push for meditation. I am not an expert with any of this stuff, just sharing my experience. Um, but that really helps. Also breath work. Like I do this in the car sometimes where I'm just like stressed out about being late or the traffic or whatever it is, just taking some deep breaths. Again, it sounds really woo, but it really helped. And I actually got into Win Hof a little bit um, for a while and I was doing some of his breath work and I think it kind of helps. I just don't know if it's my speed, um, but he has a free app as well um, that could be really helpful as far as breath work. Um, and then finally, I just put a list of things that have helped is um, asking for help. And I think that is like really, really important. Um, I used to feel bad about asking Mel for help. Like I should be doing all the things. Um, you know, I'm like independent woman and so capable, but it kind of like gets to that point where you can't do everything and you can't do everything well. So I don't feel, I still sometimes feel bad like asking him to do things. But now like if there's something at the grocery store that I forgot, I'll be like, hey, can you grab this on your way home? Or, you know, can you take Quinn to soccer while I make dinner? You know, whatever it is. Like we just try to like divide and conquer and I don't feel bad about it. Because a lot of the times I would feel bad asking him for anything. Um, but now it's just, I feel, feel better about it. I still feel bad sometimes. <laughs> like when Quinn was homesick for those two days, Mal's like, how about I stay home for one day so you can work? And I was like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, he even said, he's like, you have to let me help you. And I was like, I know, I know. So next time Quinn is fake sick at home, Mal's staying home and I'm gonna work. <laughs> okay, um, the next one, number five, is um, just moving your body. Um, and I know a lot of us are really into exercise and we're really regular at it, um, but the key thing here is not to overstress your body and over-exercise. Um, and I see this a ton with women. They're working out you know, five, six, seven days a week. They're crushing the Peloton. They're doing Orange Theory. Um, they're just not giving their body time to rest. And again, that's really stressful on the body. Um, that goes hand in hand with blood sugar issues because every time you exercise, your cortisol is gonna spike to you know, give you the energy that you need, the adrenaline to get through your workout and then it's gonna drop down again. So I think the key signs to look for if you are overtraining or it's just too much for your body um, is that maybe you have hormonal imbalance already. Like if you, like I, I've had clients with like PCOS and their um, cortisol levels are through the roof and they're like, doing a ton of CrossFit, ton of Orange Theory, and like they don't wanna stop. And I feel like a lot of times like, that is kind of like a key thing as far as getting those stress levels down, managing the blood sugar, and I think it's just really, really important. Um, so if you already have some sort of hormonal imbalance going on, just like looking at what you're doing, looking at your overall stress in life, because yeah, what you're doing might be too stressful for your body right now, and it's not to say it's a forever thing. Um, I think another thing is that if you exercise, um, you either become exhausted like right away during the workout like you don't have stamina or you do the workout like you you know get your adrenaline up and everything like that and then after the workout you kind of crash like you're just really really tired and workouts shouldn't exhaust you like that um, they should actually make you feel good and like make you um, give you all those like endorphins so you can continue on with your day um, for me I remember going through this where I do workouts and be like 
just kind of want to lay on the couch for a second. Like I wouldn't have extra energy. I would just feel so exhausted afterwards. Um, or if you're somebody who kind of feels exhausted all the time, but then when you work out, you feel better. Same thing. It's like, if you're feeling exhausted all the time, you're really just spiking your cortisol for that workout. And then it's, you know, then you're just feeling exhausted afterwards. Um, also, I think if you do not recover well, like you work out and you're sore after every single workout, again, could be that you're doing too much or you're under eating um, or you're not sleeping well, whatever it is. I think a lot of those things um, kind of go hand in hand. And then as far as what to do, um, I would just stick to strength training and walking or hiking or things that are really more low key. Um, and I would say like three workouts a week, see how you feel, 30 to 60 minutes of just strength training because really that muscle is just so, so important. And as women, as we age, um, it's harder to build muscle. So it's kind of like that use it or lose it. So that's why I'm always prioritizing it. Um, so focusing on strength training, not stressing out your body too much and just walking and being chill and doing yoga and things like that. Um, I know it's really hard. I have been there. I was the person that was working out five, six days a week. Um, and then I went through all this overtraining stuff and it was hard. It was hard taking that break, but, um, you know, a year and a half, two years later, so much better. And, you know, I can do a CrossFit workout. I can go for a run. I'm just kind of, kind of back at it as far as my workouts, but a lot smarter. <laughs> like I don't do dumb stuff at CrossFit anymore. Um, and then finally, um, testing your hormones. Like if you're interested in the Dutch test, you know, obviously I offer that. I love it. Um, I don't think you need to get your hormones tested, but I think for some women it's really motivating as far as seeing that data in black and white and having it help you make those changes. Because yes, I can tell you all day that you need to reduce your stress um, because you are so stressed out. Um, but yeah, if you like don't have any real motivation for doing that, you're gonna keep living your life the way you are. But sometimes seeing it on like a Dutch chest or something like that, like I see women's like cortisol levels like through the roof. Um, and there's some, there's some great markers on the Dutch, but I mean, there's, um, like a 24 hour, you know, free cortisol, like how much your body is making and then it has a cortisol pattern. Um, and if I'm seeing like a really high number for that cortisol and then the cortisol pattern is crazy, um, yeah, there's a lot going on there as far as stress goes. And sometimes it is emotional, mental, you know, physical stress, it's hard to say. Sometimes it's food sensitivity, sometimes it's gut stuff, sometimes it's thyroid stuff, like we, you know, I can't diagnose or anything, but it does give us clues. Um, but it could be motivating. Same goes with the estrogen, like seeing estrogen super duper high, seeing all those estrogen pathways on the test, like being not so optimal. Um, a lot of this can be really motivating for actually making changes. So if you're somebody that's like, I know I need to do these things, but I'm not really doing them. Um, send me a message, more than happy to test your hormones because again, like that is a key part to our program is showing you what's going on in your body, explaining why these things are happening, what you need to do. Um, and that alone can be a huge motivation for actually making behavior change um, and lasting change. And that's why you have a coach to keep you on track <laughs> um, and make sure you're doing the things that you need to do. Because yeah, if you're spending the money, you're getting this information and then you don't do anything Thing. You just wasted your time, money, energy, um, and that's that's key. At the end of the day, it really is um, consistency, patience, um, and just moving forward as far as making those changes. Because a lot of times, hormonal imbalance goes back to lifestyle. Um, I can't. Somebody in the FDN group said it perfectly, but she said, 
you know, hormonal issues are often lifestyle issues. And I 100% breathe believe that. Um, of course, hormonal imbalance just doesn't come from nowhere. Um, it is often related to lifestyle, gut issues. There's all sorts of things it's related to, blood sugar issues. Um, but yes, a lot of it goes back to lifestyle. And I just think there's so much you can do as far as nutrition and lifestyle. And if you just give your body um, that support, it can do what it needs to do um, as far as balancing those hormones, helping you feel better. And at the end of the day, that's all that we're looking for. All right, that was kind of a ramble. There were some side tangents there, but hopefully you guys like hearing that stuff. Um, anyways, if you have questions, you wanna to work together, you guys know where to find me. Um, I do love helping women with hormonal stuff. Um, I just think it's fascinating and it's connected to everything. Um, and yeah, you guys have heard about my my own personal struggles many a time. Um, and I do you know, draw a lot from the personal stuff and I just know how awful I felt for so many years um, and how much better I feel now. So I do think it really makes a huge difference. All right, guys, happy Monday. I'll see you later.